Hey everyone, it's Sam Kingma. No, I didn't forget the intro this week. Just wanted to open the podcast by saying that in this episode, we talk extensively about 13 Reasons Why. It's a show with a lot of questionable elements we both speak very candidly about. So if topics like suicide, sexual assault, shooting, anything like that bother you, uh, there's a time skip in the description for you to skip it when it pops up. Uh, just a little warning, stay safe and stay healthy, and on with the show. Hey, pregnancy addicts, welcome back to this week's episode of Crack House. Welcome to pregnancy tag frequenters. I'm, I'm your host, as always, Sam Kingman. and join me as my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles, been hell of a 10 days, dude, since speaking we of pregnancy, recorded. Speaking of pregnancy, uh, shout outs to someone who I think is a listener. Our uh, friend, got, that, that fr- friend of the podcast, Yoink, uh, had, a, had a young baby boy, uh couple days ago so um happy happy birth to aspen aspen last name aspen i like that name aspen i, I did not like that my... name i tried to convince her to name it miles i remember i tried to tell my mom one day uh it was my folks came down my folks and my brother came down for family weekend uh when i was in college i told my mom that if i had a daughter i was gonna name her moogie and she lost her fucking mind <laughs> I, I if i if i had a son i would probably name him lucas I have a friend named Lucas. He's a good dude. The mother three, and yeah. I think he's listened to the show. Yeah, Lucas is a good name. It's a mother three reference. If I had a daughter, I don't know what the fuck I'd name her. I would name her uh, <laughs> Setaniki Kurumizawa Maktoel. <laughs> so just some super long shit. Yeah, well, it's, it's Satania's full name. It doesn't fit in the damn. Uh, it doesn't fit in the damn in SAT the sense, box. Yeah, it doesn't fit. We only have like twelve box. characters. Maybe Callie. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some shit name. You know, some that have always found funny about 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 your family because you have two sisters, both of which start with the letter M. That's correct. And my dad. And that was per- on purpose, right? Yes. Okay. Was it your dad that liked the letter M, or your mom, or both? So my sister was named after a poet. I was named after a musician, Miles Davis, and then my youngest sister, they were like, hey, she's gotta have a name that starts with M so she doesn't feel left out, so they just, like, you know, they gave her one. Oh, okay. But we were all supposed to have fucking awful names, and I, my mother was like, no. That shit's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. Well, I'm, I'm pissed, because my mom also vetoed cool names. Oh, no, I had stupid names. I, oh. They, they were gonna name me Joshua Forrest. As if, as if, I'm, if, as if my Jewishness wasn't broadcasted enough. They, they were like, these people have to know by name that this man believes in Hashem. He's. We need them to know. The, the second they hear that name, they're like, oh, you like gefilte fish? I don't like gefilte fish. Gefilte fish is a garbage food. All our food's garbage. Fucking poverty food. I was almost named Vincent. Oh, which is where I get, where, where I get my uh, Vinnie yeah, it was Winters, almost Vinny yeah. or Vincent, and then my my younger brother Trevor, he was almost Rex, <laughs> which which one of my which I, it might have been you, but I know I told it to one of my friends, and they were like, that sounds like a buddy cop movie, Vinny yeah, and Rex, Vinny and Rex, yeah, that shit's great. Did I ever tell you my my awful idea for a, a buddy cop comedy? No. This is this is a horrible idea I had once, um, which is which is a a, a gay romance a police cop comedy named Dom and Sub. <laughs> so it's it's um it's like uh, so Dom is obviously like short for like Dominic. What is Sub short I de- for? I decided his name is Mike Suburb or something like that, or like Mike Mike Sub something. You know, um, yeah, because he's it's Dominic. 
um, maybe he's maybe he's like a you know like he's like a, a foreigner. There might be like a sub kind of starting foreigner name. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. You know, he's he's um, like I'm just gonna throw it out there, Middle Eastern maybe. You know, and there's a name like that. Um, but anyway, so 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 the twist is you have a cop. You know, the cop like his wife always leaves him, right? And he's like, yeah, my wife left me. Why? She says that I was married to the job, you know, and like that's supposed to be like the red herring that that he's just like obsessed with work. And no, 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 it turns out it's just because he was gay and he didn't realize it and he didn't actually love his wife. And over the course of season one, he comes out of the closet with the help of his partner and then they solve crimes. Um, I don't know if they were LGBTQIA plus related crimes, like if they're like hate crimes or like crimes within the gay community committed by other people. In the, the, the gay community, that could gay be, crime, if yeah, you gay will, crime. yeah, well, be gay, <laughs> do crimes, and that's 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 their that's their whole thing. That's like, the beat. That's yeah. their beat. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's their that's their beat is gay crimes, where where the, it's like like he he's looking at like a murder, like it's like a murder of of like a you know of of um of someone at like a like a at someone at like a gay club, for example, uh, and and it's like this wasn't a hate crime. This was done by one of the employees, and 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 Mike or er, and Dominic goes like. They say be gays, be gay, do crimes. I don't think they meant it like this. <laughs> I just like the idea of like uh, uh, of it. it wait, just wait, has which this... oh, by the way, by the way, I, I understand. I just realized that talking about a police procedural kind of controversial right now. Um, <laughs> That's how we do it on Crack House. Let's well, let's let's just get this out of the way right now. We are traitors of America. Yes. We we are on one angry gamer, or we're not yet, but we're gonna. We're try not to be. yet, but we're trying. We're, we're trying. trying we are indeed uh, traitors of America because yeah, we support black people. <laughs> like it's not that's how you get on the list. So so let's let's break this down for for people who who don't who don't know. And Miles, if you can send me the traitors of America list, I'd greatly it's appreciate it. It's on our Discord, so I'll post it again. Oh, okay, fantastic. So basically, the Traders of America list is a it was a list uh, put out by a one angry gamer who is who I'm convinced is a performance artist. Uh, he's just like this guy. He has a website and he just writes very right winged <laughs> like gaming articles, like, like like extreme right wing to the point where it's like comical. Like it's it's not yeah. like he's not like um. You know, you know, he's not, he's not, like, writing, I don't know, like, Resident, you know, or, like, um, Resident Evil, anti-business, like, that sort of thing, like, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's more like he's writing, like, he's not criticizing the art of games, he's criticizing people who exist around games. Yeah, he's more of, like, a, he writes more about just, like, shit that happens in the, in the games in industry. The, yeah, in the games industry, more or less. And I, and again, as I said before, I'm I'm like very convinced he's a, he's a performance artist just because it's so extreme every single time without fail. Um, and when you get stuff like that, it's always um, it, it, it's it, there's always some some. Oh, oh wait, here's 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 a great one on here before we forget. Uh, one of the traders it says Steam on probation. Yeah. So so basically, what what he did was. Because of everything that's that's been happening in the, in the states, obviously lots of uh, businesses and uh, companies, individuals have put their put statements out about like their support of uh, Black Lives Matter and the protests and all that stuff. And, and basically, he just compiled this list and he just put in he just dubbed it the Traitors of America list. <laughs> and it's it's six hundred people. Uh, it's almost six hundred long as far as companies and as far as celebrities and e-celebs goes. It is four hundred long. 
now one of my favorite now one of my favorite pieces of the trades of america is if you actually scroll through this it really it's like the fucking super smash brothers ultimate roster everyone, everyone is, is here. here like <laughs> Uh, but a couple, a couple of standouts, uh, a couple of my personal favorite standouts, uh, Chugga Conroy is a traitor of America, uh, Scott the Wise is a flimsy traitor, um, some call me Has- Johnny, <laughs> yeah, Hasbro is on probation, yeah, Steam is on probation, because they haven't made any, because they haven't made any statements yet, but I think they've done things before, I, I guess is how that works, maybe, maybe, uh, KFC's a traitor. So, yeah, so some of these are are like great. Uh, and now one of my uh, now and then there's what I love is is sometimes he what he'll do is he'll for some of them he'll just explain what they were. So, so yeah, like Pokemane is is a thought. So a couple of my favorites in there: Patreon, Hipster Welfare. What one of them is Markiplier? If Chocolate had a voice, I'm pretty sure he's fucking with everybody. He has to be because like why would you? compliment markiplier while calling him a traitor yeah it's it's like it's so it's just so funny but and it's like uh, anyone literally anybody is on here like lucagen like only we know lucagen yeah lucagen's so old guard like that's sort of my thing is it's it's just so fucking funny i love this one jim sterling former free speech advocate It's just, it's, this is why we want to be on the list. We got, we, well, we got to figure out what our, what our title is going to be. What, what our, well, probably just podcast, oh, right? Oh, here, here's one. Harry Styles, only talented member of One Direction. Yeah, like, who, it, who the fuck cares about, about the, like, no, the Pussycat Dolls haven't done anything, have they? I, I don't know. Well, so here's the deal. If you want to know what got them on the list, just click on the highlighted hyperlinked trader and it's going to take you to exactly what they did. <laughs> the hyperlinked trader. This is why this is so great, <laughs> just because it's like, like too much work went into this. Well, it's it's a it's a thousand names, and I think it's still being updated. It is. He is still updating and adding people. I just so I, I want to get on the list. Yeah, we need to get on the list. So so we're just gonna we're we're gonna say it outright. We're gonna say it up front. Okay, we uh, what what do people say to get on this list? I mean, look, I, here's the thing. Obviously, like Black Lives Matter, we stand with that. I wanted to tweet. Uh, Futa porn at him. Uh, does that work? Of, will that work? I, I I've been like. I don't think it would work, honestly. I, I you don't think it would work? No, I I don't think he would know what to. I don't think he would know what to make of it. Yeah, true. I guess if you said like with the Futa porn and you said trans rights or human rights, that might get you on the list. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll do that then. Yeah, like it doesn't even matter what the context is. Like the point of sending the Futa porn is just to do it. Yeah, but like the, <laughs> just, yeah. just get that in there. Yeah, just yeah, just to offend him, basically. But then, yeah. but then, trans rights are human rights. Uh, is, is written above it, and then, and I, I mean, I'm sure I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm giving an example. Don't if this is offensive, don't jump down the throat. <laughs> I'm I'm trying. Surely. I'm trying. Now, um, Miles, before we got into this, you, you mentioned your your story that you came up with about the. The diamond sub. I also came up with a story idea this weekend. Okay, because I uh, this was this was like months ago, by the way. I, I came up with this forever ago. Okay, well, a couple days ago, I was outside um, smoking, and at the time, I was watching. I've been I watched all of uh the Rising of Shield Hero, um, the anime, because I'm working on a video about the uh the the RPG game, and 
uh, it was good, and I liked it, and it got me thinking about Isekai. So here's my Isekai. Uh, Born Again in Another World as a Rapper, or Isekai Rapper for short. That's good. So basically, you, you, have, the, you have this elf. If you wanted to be extra topical, you can make it a dark elf. Uh, from Ooh, like a nicer, yeah, from like yeah. a nicer Tolkien world. Basically, he's he gets the death penalty for a crime he doesn't commit. However, his big titty elf GF <laughs> casts casts a spell that sends his consciousness and elf body to another dimension. That, of course, being Earth. And from there, he has to make it on the tough streets of insert iconic rap city here and rise to the top of the rap game. You wanna, you want to go? With, okay, here's the thing, right? So, so there's a couple of these, uh, but I think he should be reincarnated in 1990s Compton. Okay. And That'd I be think fun. he should become a part of NWA. NWA? <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or so, something along those lines. Because there's a couple different, you know, like Oakland. Oakland is a big one. Um, you know, Compton, Oakland. I was also yeah. thinking like a- Atlanta. Atlanta's a, Atlanta's a modern one. If you wanted to do yeah. like Atlanta, like that would be like, he's like, he's like, like, we have to have him be voiced by Donald Glover if we're going to do, like, Atlanta. Like a modern, yeah. like a real modern guy. Like, he's got to be yeah. voiced by Lil Nas X. Lil Nas or X Quavo. would do this. Oh, my God. Lil Nas X would hit him up. Be like, yo, yo, chief, you want to voice you want a voice? Yeah, you want to voice uh, a reincarnated elf in our anime? <laughs> yeah. And his, oh, here, here's what we do, okay? We have a couple of different famous rappers, right? Yeah. But it turns out they were also Isekai'd, and one of them will be Lil Dicky. <laughs> fucking little dicky's the the villain he also got reincarnated he got, yeah he got he got isekai'd um he was the well. one who 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 gave him the, the who accused him of getting the death penalty crime. yeah there you go yeah we'll, we'll have yeah well, and we'll have him and and it's uh yeah or maybe like a music a sleazy music producer he gets isekai'd and like the oh here oh here's how you get topical this is maybe too dark but like you have you have a sleazy music producer right and he in his home world he was like, you know, he like had like the brothels and all these women and, and you know, and he, he had the capital and, and all the yeah. girls are like, it's like in, in Dangan, or not in Danganronpa, but in Gurren Lagann when the Spiral King is like covered in ladies, like he was like that kind of guy. And then when he's reincarnated, yeah. like he's reincarnated into a post Me Too world. <laughs> <laughs> so then we would set it in Atlanta. Oh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it would be that. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And, and he's like. The fuck like he's not used to getting like slapped around yeah no this is a good idea um and then dom and sub will show dom, up dom and, sub. dom and sub will show up we'll do a poll what what do you want to see more <laughs> dom and sub i think people are animated gonna see, series yeah or or isekai rapper i would rather see reincarnated as a rapper because dom and sub was something i made up with like another friend of mine who like he he was actually like he's actually gay. I haven't spoken to him in a while. I I actually I hope he's all right. But like we were talking about this. Oh god, I I I think he just I think he just said the words Dom and Sub and I literally just said like those are my favorite buddy cops or something like that. Like it was it was just like that was it. Cuz he did it with an ampersand. I remember this. We were chatting. Okay. And he, he did it with yeah. an ampersand. Um and I and I was like that's a buddy cop comedy right there. Or like a buddy cop yeah. drama. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but but I think I think in a in a in a in a post protest world, you're not seeing Dom and Sub. <laughs> you're seeing you're seeing uh isekai rapper. <laughs> isekai rapper. Uh <laughs> 
Anyone who wants free ideas, give his, me a uh, call. I'll hook what, you up. What's his rapper name? I think I think it would be really stupid, but it would be it would be great if like he started a music group called ELF. Because <laughs> ELF, like that, actually kind of like when you spell out Elf ELF, it kind of sounds it kind it sounds a little gangsta. Well, what I found out today is, and you're familiar with it with the Keebler Graham Cracker cookies, correct? <laughs> yes. The the character's name is El Fudge, and he's an elf. El Fudge, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's our that's our um, <laughs> that's our show. Those are show. Those are our shows. Those are our shows. Only one of those is our shows. The other one, <laughs> the other one's never happening anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, no more Dom and Sub. No more Dom and Sub. Maybe. Well, I know. Maybe when the police are, are rebuilt. Oh, that's that's the thing. Is that is that they are the police are rebuilt. In a non-racist world, because because people, what people are wanting is they're wanting more police departments, not just like cops. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like they want like 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 a like the way that I I describe it is like you have a homicide detective and his job is homicides. Yeah. You just you just have more of those basically. You have you have someone who handles domestic abuse. That's what they do. Uh, you have someone who handles you know like like I was saying you have homicide the homicide department that's still a thing. Um. Like I think so. So this that this is the new department, which is crimes involving the LGBTQIA plus community. Be they hate crimes or internal crime? Because I would I would imagine they would probably have like if if the police were restructured this way, they probably would have like a hate crimes division, right? Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. So they have the, the they're the hate crimes division. They might already have have. One. They might already have one. I don't know. Um, but but you have you have they're like they're they're the the LGBTQIA plus community hate crimes division. Didn't have that um, shit in Illinois. Yeah, and 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 this guy maybe maybe he's I don't know like he's he's just doing the beat to like train someone like he's like I don't belong here like this isn't my community and yeah. then and then oh he does belong here because he's he's homosexual. <laughs> Oh, okay. Wait, can I talk about something? Okay, okay. That's really important to me. What? Hit so me. this week, and I'm so so so. Let me just start out by saying where I might get some people coming out here and being like, Sam, what you're about to talk about is not very crack house of you. But I'd like to say that when Miles and I came up with the show, we had three things that our topics and stuff have to fall into. It has to be games related. Has to be anime or you know Japan City related, or it has to be degenerate. <laughs> degenerate, yeah. This is degenerate, and okay. that's the fourth and final season of Thirteen Reasons Why. Now, Miles, let me let me walk you through everything and how we got here. Let me walk you through how we got here, okay? And then I'll tell you where we're going. Okay. So, Thirteen Reasons Why is a Netflix original series that was initially based on a book. Uh, it has no longer. We're so far yeah. beyond the fucking book at this point, um, and it became extremely popular. And uh, a lot of people liked it, but also a lot of people hated it because it's fucking stupid and mad dumb. Um, and like, like my favorite anime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like my favorite, like my anime. like my favorite anime of all time. Yeah, George's Bizarre Adventure. No, that's no, that's exactly. Darling in the Franks. Is Darling in the Franks. Yeah, that's the joke. <laughs> but uh, anyways, continue. Um, I'm sure I, I'd like to do a video where I compare the two, even though they have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> Why Why both of these things are the most hated things on the planet. 13 reasons why Darling in the Franks and how both drive me to suicide. <laughs> uh, so 13 reasons why season one. So let me take you through the whole, the whole, the whole plot here. Spoilers inbound. 
I'll hopefully, if I, I remember, think, I'll I don't think write our a timestamp. There'll be a timestamp okay. for those who care. Okay, sure. Season one is actually follows the book and is probably the best season. It's just it, it's written by the woman, the girl Hannah Baker, uh, who, by the way, was trending on Twitter a couple <laughs> months ago for no reason other than, damn, she has a fat ass. I am not kidding. I am not kidding. Isn't she like fourteen? Uh, no comment. Um, <laughs> the actress who plays her is super hot. I think she's like tw- in her twenties. <laughs> <laughs> this show's getting us kicked out of iTunes. Uh, so, <laughs> so basically, <laughs> it, it, each episode. So basically, what she did was she, she kills herself. But before she does that. She she creates thirteen different tapes. Yeah, they're like an audiobook. Dedicated to thirteen different people. <laughs> and they're like, these are the reasons why I have come to the decision to end my life. And so she ha- gives her to a trusted companion, Tony, and then Tony delivers the tapes to everyone in order. Uh, she she are marked them in order. I appreciate that. Yeah, they are marked in order, yes. Okay. <laughs> and the main character, Clay, is tape number eleven. Of 13. Okay. So he is the one who has it, and he was really close to Hannah, and they seemed like they were decent friends, so it's kind of a mystery of, like, what is the issue on each individual tape, each episode to tape? Um, why is he on the tapes exactly? Is bullshit as to why he's on the tapes, by the way. Uh, it's fucking heinous, and she, she never should have been there. And what led her to... to, uh, it's, like to a, it's like a mystery that unfolds every episode. Yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a fun watch, and especially for me, who loves this kind of teenage bullshit. I mean, we always talk about how much film, I love yeah, Lifetime. Is the choking game. Yeah, I mean, I love Lifetime, and this is just Lifetime, but even more edgy. And, like, it just actually edgy shit happens. Because nothing ever too bad happens in a Lifetime movie. Like in, like, Cyber Seduction. Well, uh, I mean, we did watch uh, She's Too Young, and that was uncomfortable. I mean, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but, like... They get syphilis and then it's done. Like well, it's uh, over. What's her face? The little girl in it. She almost gets raped. Keyword being almost. Uh, oh, oh, does she actually? Does she actually get raped in in Thirteen Reasons Why? Yeah. So that's okay. that's reason number twelve. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, she, actually, so, like, let be, me say this. I feel like it, maybe that would be earlier. Well, I guess because it's in order. So I guess that's towards the end of her story. I don't. Fucking yeah. Know. And then uh, yeah. So basically, first and and what, the best part is too. One thing I always appreciate. Every season's got the moment where it's like, you're going to get so much shit for this. You're going to get so much shit for what you just showed us. Because uh, the first season, most iconically, is the suicide scene. Which yeah, was, everyone was really upset with that one. Yeah, everyone was really upset with that. I liked it because it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, well, well I, think, I think a lot of people were like, if you had also cut, like the idea is like, you can't show people, I think there are like laws, like you can't show people committing suicide via cuts graphically even though you can show someone with a noose or with like the the hose on the car i don't know it, it's i it seems like a huge like contradiction that yeah that it, it's it's just a very it, i i mean i i mean i respect it i respect it because they really went and fucking did it uh and you gotta get in credit where credit's due and it is un, it is extremely uncomfortable uh and it's hard to watch um, and season one, I'd say is, 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 has a ton of problems and I wouldn't call it good, but it's a fun watch for someone like me. Season two 
is like, we got to ride this wave. This is super popular. We got to keep this gravy train rolling. Yeah. So then basically season one ends. The tapes are leaked to the public. Um, a trial is being held. Basically, it's Hannah's parents versus the school board. Did the school do enough to facilitate? Um, you know, did did they play a part in having her fucking kill herself, stop and bullying, all this shit? Season two also features a, a, a uh, excuse me for this, but it's this is what happened. A um a rape ring by the baseball team. <laughs> They have like they have this place. It's called the clubhouse, ring. and they do. Oh they my just God. So bring girls back. They, so, it's so like, like they pass girls along to each other, or is it like, like a trafficking? They, what they bring them to? They they bring them to this abandoned facility at the school. Oh, like and they, it's like a, the a, they run train. More more or less, yeah. And they'll they'll and they'll drug the the they'll bring someone to the clubhouse. They'll drug them at the clubhouse, and then they'll uh they'll uh. Her, uh assault them it's just it's so stupid i mean i'm sure that's a real thing but it sounds it's like it's insane like okay, to say this is loud. a little it's like this is a little fucking wild this is happening at this public high school that's that's the thing like i'm if this is a real thing i'm sure it doesn't happen at oakmore high school or whatever at liberty high school go tigers so yeah all that shit happens basically um uh bryce the character that rapes uh, Hannah in the first season, as <laughs> that, well as, uh, as, well as a bunch of other... You should have just said the character that rapes, and then put a period <laughs> at the end of that sentence. <laughs> but well, I guess it's I not mean, true, because there's multiple rapists in the show. I, more, more or less. Uh, actually, it's mostly, mostly just Tim. Actually, no, not true. Well, there's because, the rape ring. <laughs> because, yeah, so there's that, and it's a fucking problem. Uh, and uh, Clay and company try to put a stop to it. Basically, Bryce comes from a rich family. He comes from a rich family, basically gets off scot-free. Right, right, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even though as, he, as, as a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh, he gets off scot-free, sort of commenting on that. The school faces no um, no repercussions for, for any of that shit. Yeah, well, they try to sue the school in one season. I know that much. Yeah, this is the season where they sue the school. Okay. Now, uh, the yeah, so basically... Uh, so, yeah, this so basically, trial nuts. ends. It's, it sucks. It's all bad news. Final episode comes up one of the kids um uh, one of the 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 kids uh Tyler uh in this season's in this season's fucked up scene uh is uh Tyler um gets brutally raped in the school bathroom with a uh, mop handle and I'm sorry it's, what it's fucking horrifying it is no joke and I can't say and I and I can't say it more seriously than this. It is the most heinous thing I've ever seen in a TV show. Jesus like, ever. fucking Christ. It really is. Like it is extremely hard to watch. Do you know uh I have a question. Have you seen The Evil Dead? No, <laughs> uh, no. There's there's a scene where a woman is is uh, raped by a tree in that movie. Um What? So the forest comes to life and a tree um the, it in a practical effect uh the tree like jams a branch up her up her dress damn yeah it's it's like is it like but it happens once and then she gets away like it just goes okay. in there once which is still awful but like is it like is it like a full-on fucking scene with this handle oh it's pretty fucking brutal how long it's, is it like it's like a, it's like a uh, like the whole the whole ordeal because before Jesus this, Christ. he gets his fucking head smashed into the fucking mirror. So they, they shove and, it up his ass? What? Yeah. What? And it's, yeah, straight up. And it's 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 on Netflix, guys. <laughs> I can't um, fucking believe this. Now, 
I actually cannot believe what I'm hearing right now. So then what happens is is obviously this this, this kid who's just completely disrupted this experience and already has had issues throughout this season as well as last season. Um, basically comes fully loaded to the school dance ready to shoot that shit up. Okay. Uh, and they, they're hyping this school shooting up for like 30 minutes. And at this point in the season, I'm like, let them all go. Let it all burn. <laughs> because all the people in this school are horrible fucking people. Yeah, you have a rape ring and a mock yeah, rapist. everyone is horrible. And, and I'm guessing that... The school suing didn't go well. I'm guessing they got no, it, off. It, yeah. it, no, it didn't. School got off fucking scot-free. Everyone's fucking horrible. And it's like, yes, give it to me. Let, the, let it end like this as like a tragic, like, nobody wins. Yeah. This is a situation in which nobody fucking won. At this high school. Uh, at this fucking high school. What happens <laughs> is that our main character, Clay, basically goes outside he confronts Tyler, who is fucking fully loaded, right? Fucking right, rock and roll. He goes right in front of, right in front of him. He's like, "Dude, don't, don't do this. Like, don't, don't do this. Don't do this." Cops have already been called. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Just stop. Manages to convince him to 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 not shoot up the school. Which, by the way, if we do have any young listeners, this is exactly not what you're supposed to do in a school shooting situation. By the way, yes, yeah, don't uh, try to tell the shooter not to. Don't shoot try school. to 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 calm the shooter. That is literally the exact it's opposite of what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So they, so they're all for two for uh, questionable situations and shit they should show on TV. Yeah, so well, it's all uh, for three if anything. It's all for like seven if we're if we're really being honest. Well, well, uh, how how much of, I I'm just fascinated by the rape ring. I'm sorry. I know this is terrible, but it, like this is actually that's the most like I think that fucking broke my brain. That like those two words put together have fucking shattered my psyche. I my mean, that's fucking mental is boomed. It's fucking wild. It's it's insane. Like so, is there a whole episode? Like, tell me more. So I, I'm. It's been two years since I watched season okay. two, and season two is also by far the worst season by far. It sounds fucking terrible, frankly. It's it's so because the problem is because what they wrote himself in a corner because the show's called Thirteen Reasons Why, and they're like, well, for season two we got to do thirteen episodes, even though we only have eight episodes of well, content. Well, I will say this: thirteen, a lot of like you have deals, you have show deals. Oh yeah. So so they probably you know thirteen episodes. They probably pitched it like we're gonna have thirteen episodes, thirteen shows. Yeah. Uh, and you have something like uh, Jessica Jones, where that show has exactly nine episodes of energy out of thirteen, and then and and the the last episode of the show that works for me is this big dramatic scene it comes to a head. The one the character who they've been trying to get justice for something crazy happens, and and uh, you know and and now like that's the big emotional low point. Now Jessica Jones is motivated. She's gonna go kick. Kilgore's ass, and we spend like three episodes like just dicking around, and she just kisses Luke Cage on a on a building on a ceiling, and it's like or not on a ceiling on a on a rooftop, um, while everyone just fucking mulls around and does nothing, and nobody makes any progress, and it's like why? Oh, because we had to do we had, yeah, episodes, we had we had yeah. to do two, thirteen episodes. We only had two subplots. We ended one of them prematurely, and now we have one subplot, and that's it. Yeah, both both season two and season three of Thirteen Reasons uh, are thirteen episodes, and they do not need to be. Yeah. Um. So so season two basically ends on this hard ass cliffhanger, and they did a, such a good job of like wrapping everything up in an, in like a little bow for me. But no, no, <laughs> uh, no, they just had to go and ruin it. 
and give us a third season. Where so the season three gets announced. Season three's whole gimmick, murder mystery. Someone killed Bryce Walker, the rapist from the previous seasons. Okay. Okay. Who who did it? <laughs> now the the season three also has the subplot, and I can't believe they actually did this as a show that 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 promotes itself as markets itself as as starting a conversation even though just starting a conversation doesn't give you an excuse to be bad and wrong about it <laughs> to be horrible like, basically the 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 subplot of season three is redeeming bryce walker i'm sorry and what? saying it is try is trying to is trying to give more development to bryce in his final like couple months because basically even though he gets off scot-free, everyone knows he fucking did it. Yeah. Everyone knows he fucking did it. He moves to it. He, he moves out of private. His mom fucking hates him. Um, it, it, He gets moved to a private school. Everyone in his private school fucking hates him. And throughout, because for some reasons why, always his flashbacks. Always flashbacks. A lot of flashbacks to him when he was still alive, trying to atone for his, for his sins. Okay. And, and trying to, tr- trying to, you know, be a better be a better person and trying to to make up for the horrible things he's done right and they do it they they fully commit to it they mean they show okay. him as an asshole i mean they show him as an asshole in, the, in his final moments because of course yeah because because you you want to you want to feel fine that he got murdered yeah and basically what happens is one of the uh basically how that murder mystery wraps up we find out who killed him he is one of the friend characters uh, who's like one of the the main characters who I did not bring up in the summary, so I don't care. <laughs> and basically, what happens is that a new character that's introduced, <laughs> Ani, this season. So, by the way, they just introduced this character. Um, I think she's from. I'm pretty sure she's from. Um, uh, she's from somewhere in Africa initially. She she her and her mom came over to the United States. Uh, and she lived with uh, Bryce, and she gets involved with all the ordeals and bullshit. Fucking bunch of bullshit. Basically, she goes to the police officer, uh, who is the dad of the kid who who uh, kills Bryce, and is basically like, Monty did it. Like, here's all the information, but let's just say Monty did it. Because Monty is the guy who uh, raped Tyler in season two with the mop handle. And Monty is also in this season, and, and, and they're like, and he went to jail. M- Monty goes to prison because basically Tyler gets up the courage to say, hey, you know, Monty raped me. They go to the police. He gets arrested and found gu- and is b- being held in prison. The cop tells Ani, who told him, is like, Bryce did it. And he's like, look, you wouldn't know this, but Bryce was actually murdered in his cell, uh, like off screen. <laughs> this guy straight up fucking murdered off screen, and so because Monty w- w- was uh, gay the whole time. Oh my god, what a twist! And this comes at the turn point of season four, where it's oops, everybody's gay now. <laughs> there are so many gay people in Thirteen Reasons Why season and four. And this is how you got there from Dom and Sub. I get it's. It. It's straight up like I've never seen. I really, this must be a record. <laughs> there are more. It really is. I'm like, man, I can't believe there are this many gay characters in this small town. And and they're all the characters we've already met. Yes, there's like one. I hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> at least seven. At least seven. And then there are definitely some side characters who are also definitely gay. But but we know all of these characters already. They're they're yeah. gay now. Is <laughs> yeah. what you're saying yeah. to me? Well, there is there is one. So Alex the kid who murders him is just gay now. 
Okay, okay, I see. Uh, where, like, um, there's a character that's introduced midway through, or, like, through season three. He's kind of just a, uh, he's a minor character. He gets more of a major role in season four. He's, I think he's bi. Okay. Um, All right, that counts. Uh, he, yeah, he's bi, and they end up getting into, uh, him and Alex get into a relationship. And, yeah, it's just, it's this whole, it's just this whole ordeal. And season four is kind of a waste of time. Also, by the way, season three's questionable scene, for those keeping score. Yeah, I was actually, I wasn't sure Season three's questionable, um, questionable moment. Or it's it's like sus, like oh I can't believe you put this in. How naughty of you! Uh, was um they show an, an abortion in full? Okay, which is it's the it's the easiest one to watch of the four. <laughs> uh, well, if I says, had to rank, if I had to rank them. Okay, uh, well, all right. At the end of this, you're gonna rank all of these scenes by hardness to watch. Oh, I, and I, I have a question. Okay, yeah. Do these occur in episode eleven or episode twelve? The suicide in season one is an episode. Is in the last episode. The um the mop handle scene is with uh is also in episode, um uh the last episode of season two. Interesting. Okay. The abortion the abortion scene is in episode four, I think, of that season. It's pretty early on because okay. it, it's a follow up to a a teaser from the previous season where um Bryce's girlfriend at the time chloe tells jessica in the bathroom that she's pregnant okay okay all right there's a million characters but okay. i just listed off a bunch of characters i never brought up before in my life <laughs> this is obnoxious how many of them get how many of them are are victims of this rape ring all of them both oh of them god both, those both those are oh god Oh, oh wait! So is the baby not her? So the baby is probably a, a member. <laughs> Baby's a baby. Oh, Chloe's child is Bryce's. Oh, okay, okay, I see. All right. the, Chloe was Bryce's girlfriend throughout the and whole. And he trial. got That's her pregnant. Too. Okay. Yes. Don't have unprotected sex, kids. Ever. Just ever. ever, ever. Don't do it. Um, and uh, then season four. So one thing I forgot to touch on. Oh my god! That was really important. It is uh so so there's this character named Justin in season one. Uh Justin gets two tapes in season one. Um and uh, uh and his and he becomes a major player in the later seasons. Uh he's uh basically what happens is uh after season one and the tapes get pl- uh revealed, he comes from a really bad family life. He basically goes homeless uh for a few months and is gone. Uh uh, Clay and the other main character Tony need to find him because they need him to testify to get Bryce thrown in prison. Basically, basically admitting that, hey, you know, Bryce raped Jessica. Like, we need you to be the witness there for the court case and all this. Right. So they find him. He's high off of like heroin. Like he's a heroin addict and all this shit. A homeless, bad, bad, just bad news, bad situation. Uh, they bring him back, and him and Clay start forming a bond. And then at the end of the season, uh, Justin's adopted into uh, Clay's family with his parents. And then they become brother. I brothers. found out for one second. <laughs> You're lost. <laughs> and I'm lost. Uh, the- just keep going. I'll figure it out. So I bring this up because because the relationship between Clay and Justin is kind of the core part of season four. Okay. Season four gives me big steven universe future vibes i'm sorry what season four gives me very big steven universe vibes is where it in format in that it's a an epilogue season or or very, does it very... involve spinel showing up <laughs> that's right i heard the story uh no um 
it, it more so in format where like Steven Universe Future specifically is about S- Steven coming to terms with all his past trauma. Right. And basically being like, what does the hero do when there's no one else? There's no one else to save. Literally, the universe is, is saved. It's at, it's at peace. There's no more thing for Steven to do. How does he come to terms with that? Yeah. Great season. I okay. love Future. Clay, similar situation where he's kind of like unsure what to do now that everything's said and done. He ha- he sees Ghost throughout the- all the seasons. He sees Hannah's ghost. Then when Bryce dies, he sees Bryce's ghost. When Monty dies, he sees Monty's ghost. He sees nothing but ghosts. Uh, and they talk to him, and it's funny. Oh, I love I love Fire Emblem Three Houses. They I don't know how to describe it. He literally talks to fucking phantoms. Uh, and uh, he just him come come to terms with that and all that and that shit. And uh, and then Justin kind of also being there and 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 finding his way and staying clean and all that stuff. At the end of season four, Justin dies of AIDS, um, because he got it from having <laughs> sex as a homeless person for money on the street. What? Uh, what? So 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 it's revealed in the last episode that oops, he was HIV positive the whole time and he has AIDS now. So he dies very slowly in the hospital and it's really sad. Uh, but that's not the fucked up scene for season four. The fucked up scene is actually not a fucked up scene. It's a fucked up episode. They went all to the wall. They're like, hey, they said to me, they looked me in the eye. They, the, the characters reached out from the TV and they said, hey, Sam, I know how badly you wanted that school shooting in season two. So here it is, dog. Oh, and we get it. And we get it. And I'm like watching it. And I'm like. Because here's the deal. With season 13 Reasons Why is all fucked up. But when they drop the content warning at the beginning of the episode, you know you're in for some good shit. You know you're in for that good good. So I go... So I see this and I'm like, oh boy. Here we go. Here we go. School gets put on lockdown. Basically, it's just them dealing with, with, with students. Okay. They see people... They see like figures and shit out um, like through like like cracks in the windows and stuff, and they hear gunshots. So I'm like, shit, they're really fucking doing it. It ain't a false alarm. They're really gonna kill these bastards. Let's go. Like, let's go. Turns out it was all a drill. Yeah, okay. However, this is the most extreme drill I've ever seen because no one was informed. Only the the, the dean knew about it. The the people who did it shot blanks and were in full riot gear. Uh, it's <laughs> like holy shit. Shouldn't sh- aren't you usually primed for your school shooting drill? Well, well, that's because that's what all the the kids say. They're like, "Yo, coach, like this is you know ahead of time, right?" And he's like, "I didn't. I was not aware of this one." Uh, and, and it was all like, and they're hyping me up to be like, shit, this isn't a drill. This is really going to happen. We're going to see someone fucking die today. And it, and it didn't. And it didn't happen. And you know what makes me so pissed off about that? What, that it didn't happen at all and it was the lamest fucking cop-out on human on Exactly, human it was a super big cop-out. And the problem is, they cop out like five times a season where like big shit happens and there, there are just no consequences. That's my problem. Season four is was primed to be about Owning up to consequences. Owning up and living with all the terrible shit all these horrible kids did. Yeah. To each other, to themselves, whatever. And it feel and everyone gets away. Except for Justin, who fucking dies of AIDS. Of AIDS, which isn't technically a punishment. Yeah, it's just because he was homeless. Like it, it's it was it's fucking lame. And, and like season four has got some like it's alright. I, I don't really know what the point of all this was, other than to like, if you like Lifetime movies but wanted them to be really edgy, <laughs> do it. Just do it. But strap yourself in. If, if you care about media being not problematic, don't watch it. 
Um, but if you don't give a fuck and you just want lifetime bullshit to the extreme, watch it. Or don't watch season four, it sounds like. Just stop. Don't watch, don't, stop after season one. <laughs> I could, I could, I could loosely, like, I could, like, very little give you a recommendation for season one. And season four is just nuts. Because everyone sees the ghosts now. Like, a bunch of people just see the ghouls. See the dead character ghosts. <laughs> Oh my fucking god. Miles, do you have any questions about 13 Reasons Why? No! I, I, I think 13 Reasons Why should answer for itself. It does. <laughs> After all, it does provide many, many 13 answers to whatever your questions are. I don't have any... I don't have words for 13 Reasons I, I I don't... I... <laughs> My fucking, I think I think I, I think I think the moment you said because I, I was I, I knew about season one and and I think you would hear it in my voice I was sort of like calling a couple of the things uh, that I knew from season one that I recommend you know that I recognized from season yeah. one um yeah, like I I wasn't you could tell I wasn't prepared uh, for anything that happened after like I knew yeah me neither try watching it yeah well <laughs> I, well the moment I think the moment you said rape rape. My life was over. I transitioned from from a boy to a man, and not in the good way. Um, I I was I was thrust into adulthood, whether whether I was ready for it or not. That woke that woke me up. <laughs> that woke me up <laughs> to to something. I don't know what. Uh, but I'm I'm not the same. And so much shit happens. And you know what the best part is? My favorite part. My one of my favorite aspects is just like the show ends is so far off got so we've derailed like 20 tracks you know <laughs> yeah no there's there are things called rails and you're either on them or you're off them this is beyond off them we're <laughs> on a different we're we're in a different continent now we're, we're, you're in a you're in a different vehicle you started it in a train and now now you're in a hovercraft exactly like that's what it feels like watching this and i was like and part of it, because truly the appeal of, of this was waiting a year for the new seasons or waiting like the, the, the eight, nine or ten months, because having that wait time lets you only remember very specific aspects of the previous it, it season. It makes you forget how insane things are. How, how shit started. Because let me say this. So, so aside from Justin, who has two tapes, they're, they're uh, and including a couple other characters, there are about 14 main characters. Wait, why didn't she just record everything on the first tape? Didn't have enough room. Why, wait, okay, so what year does this take place in? This takes place in uh, modern time. She used the what? tape because she's a, she's a fucking edgy girl. Why would she use tapes? What, you know, no, she should It's explained, it's explained why it's tapes, I just forgot. She should have recorded a podcast. <laughs> we could have invited Hannah Baker on Hatsune yeah, to crack out to, sp yeah. to spit her final words. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the special 13 hour episode oh, oh my god like she would, could you imagine she would be explaining like and then what's his face the rapist or whatever he you know he cornered me or whatever and I would and I would be like bro that sounds like my favorite dojin bro <laughs> bro hit her hit, hit her just hit her just with the heart bruh bruh yeah no like like she she says all that shit and I was like yo I, that's fucked up but have you read emergence 
my favorite part is too it, it is because because i because i come out there and be like yeah this this woman she wrote these tapes and 13 of them one of them was that she was raped and you're like holy shit man like that's just one of the reasons what are the others and it, it, they're not even close the tapes do not vary in intensity at all <laughs> they're all they're it's all just, they're all similarly awful or no no like one of them was that some guy i think his name was ryan who is and by the way because this is one of the beauty beauty beautiful things because this is based off of so you have season one which is based off of real a book like a real book yeah all this other shit is is fucking uh <laughs> uh fanfiction.net shit yeah yeah there's no uh, more source material so the best part is is season two has this problem but it really kicks in in season three season three is like watching a ghost like you're watching something that was already past its prime it's like watching a movie 10 minutes after the credits ended you know what i'm saying <laughs> where it's like okay i don't know why i'm still here but okay uh so half the cast half the characters that got tapes and shit are just not relevant anymore yeah like ryan and they're gone they're just gone from the story <laughs> Because they're not needed anymore. They have to write in relevant characters like Justin, and they have to create. Yeah, they have to. They yeah. Some <laughs> characters like AIDS. like Justin get like a ton of like Justin and Alex and Tyler get a ton of development. Did Justin get uh, AIDS? Was I right about that? Justin got AIDS. Justin, Justin get, got, got AIDS. AIDS. Okay, good. Can we call that the title episode? of this episode? Yeah. Did Justin get AIDS? Justin <laughs> got AIDS. <laughs> just, just, Justin got AIDS. Uh. <laughs> I guess the moral of the story, like the moral of the story, there's no moral. Is yeah, there isn't. Don't, don't. <laughs> there's no moral to the story. If one, if if any of the heinous shit that came out of my mouth in the last twenty five minutes interest you, it's on Netflix, baby. Check it out. <laughs> thirteen reasons. Thirteen reasons why Miles' brain shattered on episode ten. Yeah, of Crack House. I'm never. I'm never gonna be the same, dude. I'm never going to be the same. How do you think I feel? I watched all... Because each episode, by the way, is an hour long. Not in... Not uh, uh, like Breaking Bad's an hour long. No. This is 60 minutes per episode. Jesus. No commercial breaks. So it is a 13 hour long film. More or less, yeah. Well, not including the credits and the yeah, intro, more, more or less. And also, and also, I believe the season finale for seasons three and for sure four. Are an hour and a half. The finale of the show is a fucking ninety minute film, dude. I think I, I think I, I think I love this franchise. I can't it's, decide if I, I love it or dude, hate it. Dude, it's, it is like I, I, I said it in a, one of my friend chats. I said this thirteen reasons why is tied with Shadow the Hedgehog for my favorite piece of guilty pleasure media. And I'm, and I'm bummed it's over. I'm, I'm sad this train stopped. Well, but well, they didn't shoot up the school. So. They, I mean, de- depending on how you want to phrase that, because they, I mean, we well, did, well, but, did, but I, you want the consequences. I, that's what I wanted. I wanted the consequences. You wanted, you wanted people to die, and someone did die. It was Justin who had AIDS. And that's but, what's so so horrible, right? That to say that I that I wanted but you hate these, these characters. That I do because because we're truly at the end of season two. At the end of season two, I'm like, just wouldn't it be great? Like, would it be so bold if they did do it and it was fucking serious? And it was like, and a, a, either everyone or a bunch of people got dead. Because this, this was, he was going to shoot him up at the dance. Close space. A lot of fatality could happen there. What if it was just one of those things where it ends on this scene, the series is done, and the whole message is like, just a bad situation. Like, this is what happens when shit compounds on each other, and bad shit happens. 
And this is just a story of people who are horrible to each other and horrible to themselves. And look where it fucking got us. Got us no. Yeah, but instead nothing happened. But instead they milked it for two. But instead they milked it for two more seasons. <laughs> it <so>. was pointless. <sighs> I'm exhausted, man. <laughs> I'm that show exhausted me. That went on for so much of my life. It wears out, man. It wears out. Bruh. It's a <laughs> bruh. 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 And, and a baker. It's a Tanner Baker who's listening to this. I say bruh. Hannah Baker, if you're listening to this, you have a fat ass. Hit me up, baby. <laughs> the moral of the story is don't do this. Don't do not do this. School sucks. Yeah. This is not high school. High school. This makes my high school experience literally look like heaven on earth. These are the problems real teens are facing today, I guess. <laughs> oh, sure. sure. It's all about starting a conversation, Miles. It doesn't matter what we say, but other than we just started the conversation. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can see, I can see the rape, right? I could probably see some of the smaller things that happened in the first, in the first season. Like, whatever yeah. Ryan did, I'm sure it was whatever, you know? He, he published a poem in the school magazine without her permission. That's what got him on the tapes. I distinctly remember it for being fucking stupid. Yeah, that's, yeah, so, so, I'm sure whatever. But, but, nobody, I would assume, has the creativity to punish another boy by raping them with a mop handle. It is so... I'm assuming that nobody... Nobody in their right mind would, like, have, have a rape ring. You know? Maybe exactly. a drug ring. Like, you know, people people smuggle drugs among... You know, something like that. They pass drugs along to each other and they sell them. Uh, but, but an organized ring. It was, I wouldn't say organized. <laughs> okay, so so it's not a ring. It's just people. It's just a group. It's just the baseball team. Oh, oh bring girls I got, to the I was, clubhouse. It, I was picturing a circle of people, like like a professionally run. Like you pay money to be here. Nah, nah. nah. Uh, that's okay. So you broke my mind for nothing. I was I was picturing like like a trafficking ring, like of these high no. school girls. Where like no. if if like my or or if you liked a girl or whatever, they could be like, hey. Come to the baseball club, on, you know, on Friday. Come to the clubhouse, to the clubhouse on Thursday. Evening. Yeah, like we we got we got our plans ready. Like you can have your way. Like like um, like Kill Bill, like in Kill Bill Volume One. Yeah, when she's yeah. unconscious. Yeah. Um, and what's his face? Um, Tarantino. Buck. Um, but I was I was picturing like one of those situations, like a really sleazy whatever. But no, it's just just a bunch of rapists who just happen to be on the same. Fuck you. Fuck you, Sam. You didn't describe it well enough. So, so in Kill Bill Volume One, okay. that scene with Buck, where he says, "I'm Buck and I like to fuck," is a great scene. <laughs> yeah. Great scene, great fucking line. That's how I remembered his fucking name. That's how I remember this guy's got like five lines. Yeah, one of them is really long though. However, in uh, in the the made for TV cut, yeah. <laughs> do you know what he says? My name's Buck and I like to party. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the, then, the pussy wagon is reaching. It becomes the party wagon. The party wagon, yeah. And apparently, I haven't seen it. I tried to find it, but apparently it's a really bad JPEG. <laughs> like, a really bad, like, slapped on. <laughs> Made for TV JPEG. Um, well, well, there's there's a lot of famous, um, there's a lot of famous Made for TV edits, but but the famous one is Yippee-ki-yay, Melon Farmer. <laughs> that one's good. Uh, now, speaking of, this, you actually reminded me of something. So, the other day, um, when I actually came up with the Isekai rapper uh, stuff uh, when I was, when I was <laughs> oh, it feels I was like listening a, to old feels like another lifetime. 
when, when we were talking about that. I was outside and I was watching um, old four kids English openings because they're all fucking hysterical. Miles, you, you've seen four kids, right? Yeah, you of grew up and watched like, you know, caught one piece and all that shit. Yeah. Have you ever realized they all have the, all these shows have the same like C horrible CG? Yes. I just it, that aesthetic cracks me the fuck up. I don't know why. But like there, there's there's a scene in uh, the Ultimate Bustle opening where there's like a globe, and I'm like, this is not a part of the same. Yeah, this was animated by someone else. Yeah, this is completely different. Three new Pokemon. <laughs> See Lou Big alive. <laughs> On three new shows, including three, three new, new Pokemon, Pokemon, and it's like so off. It's so off. If, if anyone wants to know what we're talking about, if anyone wants to know what we're talking about, go look up. Uh, Kids WB Snow Jam Lou Bega, <laughs> who of course sings one of my favorite songs of all time. Genuinely one of my favorite songs of all time, M- Mambo Number no. 5. Yes, and, and he does else. a parody. <laughs> he does a parody of Mambo Number no. 5. And his voice is so off. First of all, he, his voice cracks when he starts. So he goes, one, two, three, four, five. Start right now with the Bega live. It cracks Kids alive. WB yeah. Snow Jam, with, including three to show. <laughs> Fuck. Um, all your favorite shows, including, including three, three Pokemon. Pokemon. He says Pokemon, and then it cuts, and then it cuts to the chorus. So it just <laughs> hard cuts to the chorus. A little bit of Batman dropping in, a little bit of Hammerbee spreading shit. No, uh, uh, a little bit of Hammerbee. No, it's shedding skin. It might be shedding skin because they pull off their masks. Yeah, because Men in Black, and then a little bit of Shreen is what I need. Who Shreen is, by the way, is ten and twelve. She's twelve. She's twelve. A little uncomfortable there, Lou. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know it says a lot coming from us in the last 30 minutes of this show. He says, he says a little bit of Sharina's what I like. Oh, what I like. What I like. And then he turns with a little bit of Pikachu on the mic. And then Pikachu, of course, is like, Pika, Pika, like, you know, does the thing. And then, and then, and then the, the WB narrows, it's like, it's all new and all Lou. And it's like, you are at the end of your career, my brother. You are at the end of your career. When Miss- was the last time you heard from Lou Vega? Probably then, honestly, probably that. Because, th- let's think about this. This is the, ki- this is the d- kid's WB no one's watching this shit but me. No one's out here watching this. No one would choose to watch this but me. No, it's... Maybe, maybe, maybe try to catch an episode of Johnny Test or some bullshit. Mm. Maybe try to catch an episode of Pokemon you haven't seen or maybe the new episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. You're not too worried about what the fuck Lubeg is. You don't even know who Lubeg is. If we're being honest. You might recognize the song, but you don't know who he is. Yeah, I didn't know who he was until I listened to it. I don't know. Do you know Lubega? Yes, Mumbo number five. Yeah, I didn't know Lou Vega. Well, it's it's like it's like if if they had the president of the United States, uh, do a, a kids WB thing, and it was like millions of cartoons, cartoons for me, like it like that caliber <laughs> of like of like who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, fucking peaches. Peaches, yeah. Go go into the WB. Gonna watch a, a lot, lot of cartoons. cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or I'm trying to think of other like like no one remembers you like Hoobastank. <laughs> I found a channel to watch <laughs> on Saturdays for my shows. <laughs> A reason to tune into you, and the reason is three, two, three new Pokemans. <laughs> and the reason is new episodes of Shaolin Showdown every week at 11. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Monday nights at 11 on PST. 
Who else? Who else is irrelevant from the nineties? I said New Radicals. I don't know New Radicals. What did they do? You get what you give. Wake up, kids! We got the dreamers' disease at fourteen. I'm totally botching the song. No, but it would be like, "Wake up, kids! We got new TVs. (laughs) We got new TV to see. Yeah, something like that. You know. Wake up, kids! New coconut Fred on TV." might end my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I there's one in their throat. Holy shit. Hold okay. on. do that to me again oh my fucking christ justice league day members flying cram twins they are multiplying <laughs> the cram twins how do you remember these programs i'm trying to i'm just trying to dig deep because i i'm trying i almost brought up uh i don't know if you ever watched discovery kids back in the day but they had uh, the the kid tut Kenny oh yeah Sharp. i love king tut yeah king t- kid was a kid was it called king kid tut? i think it was called kid king tut Kid King Tut. Or I remember like that, that show. Yeah. That was that was wild. That's a, that's a deep a, cut. That was a talking cat. What about Kenny the Shark? You remember Kenny the Kenny the Shark? I do. Yeah. Wasn't he a pussy? Wasn't that the joke? He's just a. He was like a little bitch. Yeah, yeah. he was a little bitch. And then I remember live action. On, uh, well, that got me into the. What I really watched it for uh, was a Trading Spaces Boys vs Girls. What? I don't. I don't know that one. Trading Spaces. So I mean, this was a. This was like a live action reality TV show. So basically, what it was, it was. Are you familiar with the the? Uh, I it might have been an HGTV. It was probably a Discovery program called Trading Spaces. It was pretty popular. Was that when we were younger? Like wife swap. What is that? Uh, Trading Spaces is basically what you have like two like you, you take two families or two like family like family friends or whatever. They swap houses and they redesign it for the other person. Right. That's sort of similar to wife swap, but with the yeah. entire family. And you're building it for the other family. So how it works for boys versus girls was you take two boys and then you take two girls and they're, everyone's, you know, they're all kids. And basically they swap rooms and the girls have to design the boys room and the boys have to design the girls. room. And I'm guessing, of course, they designed it with their sensibilities and not actually what the other one would want. No, they try, they try to make good. They try to make it what, what the other people want. But so that's that, always the, the, the don't fuck on my room. Like, it's yeah. the whole reality. I, well, I, was, I was just picturing like a, like a wacky Pax gross at your sister situation. Where like, like, it's like, I put, I put a, you know, I, I, I put, put Eric, I put Eric eyeball on your wall over your bed when you sleep. <laughs> and then, and then the girl's like, I put Polly Pocket uh, you know, I put Polly Pockets, I bought all the Polly Pockets, and I put them in the corner for you. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I remember some of those rooms being pretty fucking baller, what they, what they okay, did. Okay, yeah. 
Uh, and the best part is, the best part is, is like, the, so it'd be, it'd be two boys, so it'd be like a, a boy and then his friend. His friend wouldn't get shit. His friend wouldn't get shit. <laughs> he's like, he's like the friend in like a, in like a movie. Like, um, <laughs> like, like I always talk about Freaked. The, the, there's a, there's like the friend in Freaked who's like the sidekick and, and he gets nothing and learns no lessons and nothing good happens to him. I haven't seen Freak. Does it any good? I I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean it's hard to make me laugh at anything. It's hard for media to make me laugh at things. Okay. I laughed at Coconut Fred. Coconut <laughs> Head Fred for twenty straight minutes just now. Fuck it. Yeah, I I I still love the the Coconut Fred as Cloud. Yeah, drive. that one fucks <laughs> with my brain forever, dude. I I just I just can't fucking handle it. Fuck. Uh, Please tell me we got questions. Well, we didn't, but we had a segment. The Hot Take Hoedown. Yeah, the Hot Take Hoedown. Uh, my hot take is multi-layered and involves both apologism and, and an offensive stance, which right. is that people hate Darling the Franks, I'm aware. And I don't think that shows a masterpiece by any stance, but I, I think I think it has a lot of good elements that I, I personally connect with. But people are like, how did this happen? How did this happen? And I was like... A1 Pictures, baby! Yeah, well, not just A1 Pictures, but also they're like, Trigger, how did you let us down like this? Mm -hmm. And in my response is, Trigger's not good at telling stories. Have you seen Kill a Killer? No. I, I have. That story's fine. I've also like seen Luluco. That story's fine. Like, here, here's my... Here's the point. They are fine at telling stories. Um, They are fine at telling stories... But anytime they attempt to do anything with more ambition, it falls on its fucking face. Like, uh, Little Witch Academia. That story, yeah. like, when that story is like, oh, there's a girl and she's a loser, but she's gonna come out on top one of these days. Fine. Yeah. And then it tries to be, like, a little more ambitious. And, like, it's like, it's like, if you thought JoJo Part 4 was bad with, like, the one-drop subplot with Joseph, like... Yeah. Imagine one. every subplot is dropped. <laughs> like, like just, just, just imagine that they forget things that they wrote, uh, and and they just don't really come back, or they do in like really unsatisfying ways. Which again, like happens in Darling, like with with Naomi, uh, the, yeah. the girl from the first episode. Like, but but like when people are like, "How did this happen? How did Trigger let us down?" I was like, "Well, first of all, it's not really Trigger. It was an A one picture." The reason that people think that though is that the director was Nishigori who did character design and episode direction for Gurren Lagann. Gotcha. Uh, and he also directed several episodes of Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt. Which uh, is sick. Yeah, That's a great and show. And I think some of Kill a Kill. I'm not sure. Um, but he primarily directed the entirety of Darling and the Franks, which is why the show is really well-directed, mm -hmm. which is why the shots look great, and the color's great, and the movement is great. Um, and then why, when Trigger's not there anymore, things start to feel really rushed. Um, yeah. but like, but, it, but in general, like, I think the other thing though, that I, I, the, the problem is that essentially Trigger's trick is we're going to hone in on one singular emotion. Oh, and let me just be upfront. I haven't seen Brave New Animals, I think that's called, right? Uh, Brand New Animals. Brand New Animals. That. I have not seen that. That could be amazing. And I'm, I am going to watch it eventually. Um. So, so if Brand New Animals is like, bro, 
like everything you're saying is invalid because of brand new animals. Like, also, did did you watch Promare, by the way, the movie? Uh, no, I, I wasn't able to. I, I uh, Promare helps fit, fit your point. I think the story itself is fine. It, I think Trigger is really, really appreciated, I think, for, for their, their action and just having really excellent multimedia animation. That's, that's the thing for me, though, because like like people are always like, how could Trigger do this to us? Because there's the other thing about Trigger, mm-hmm. which is that they have just been trying to re- remake Gurren Lagann 17 fucking times. <laughs> I, and yeah. I, and I, and I, I say this Promare is, is just Gurren Lagann. I guarantee you, um, aesthetically, uh, as far as like the, the emotiveness and expressiveness of robots, um, as opposed to like the kind of clunky Gundam mechs sort of things or like, cr- like, you know, like, uh, something like that. Um, it, it really trigger really does feel like a show like a company that that has one trick they can do one thing right and they they do that thing very very well um but but it's sort of like space virtual luluco in my opinion is the best thing that trigger has done because that show is literally about yeah our love for things are shallow we are shallow so and i'm like that shit's great mm-hmm. like because it is about a girl who has a very shallow love interest. And he's like, why? I have no personality. Like, there's literally a scene where he's like, you don't love me. I have no personality. I was literally made to be attractive and nothing else. There is nothing to me. You don't actually love me. All your love is stupid and useless. You're a seventh grader. Um, and then at the end of the show, she's like, you don't understand. Like, these are still my feelings. And you're going to accept them. Because, yeah, maybe I'm misguided and wrong for loving something that's hollow, but, like, I do love it. And it's yeah. like, that's that's it. That's that's Trigger entirely. Like, yep. that's and what they are and what they do. And and what, what bugs me is, like, when you say this, when when you're like, no, Trigger's not good at stories. That That is not a, uh, that is not a, Trigger's not good at stories and therefore Trigger is bad and you should dislike them. It's like, no, Trigger is not good at stories, and therefore you should just enjoy the catharsis of their works. Like Gurren Lagann is all emotion. I I when I say that that when people are like Darling in the Franks is just trying to be Gurren Lagann, I'm like close. But it's Darling in the Franks is to love stories what Gurren Lagann is to shonen. Yeah, it takes it takes this idea of growth and strength and believing in yourself and turning it into a literal energy. Yeah, uh, and it and it translates that into love and and the broadness like the general like you're just gonna accept this emotion as it's presented but Mm -hmm. it's sort of it's sort of misguided because love is something that people aren't inherently charged up by really i think people like people like chemistry you know they like romance they like they like being charmed into liking characters uh versus like someone like kamina who is instantly likable because his machismo just fucking radiates. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes, your audience is going to like Zero too because she's charismatic and she's fun and she's hot. Yeah. Um, but Hero's like lame and bland and their love is just kind of them saying I love you over and over again. Like, you know, you don't believe it. Um, as opposed to Kamina, who's like, you know, this man has balls of steel and everything he does is within his logic and thus within the show's logic. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's it's one of those things where where like I I just think people sort of overvalue triggers capabilities as creators because they direct good action 
That's correct. But, like, for example, people will be like, what's with the animation in this Trigger episode? Like, it was so choppy. And it's like, no. They saved all the animation budget and time for the scene that's going to be done in ones. And everything else is animated in broad strokes and no one is moving. And like when they do move, it's like with the same two frames of animation because they got to save their manpower. Yeah. And what I like though, what I appreciate, because this is really featured in like kill a kill, especially is there are moments where there is like, there are moments where like the, the animation is objectively like, like goofy and like cheap looking, Yeah, but they make it look good. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's because they just have really good understandings of motion. Yeah. They have a great understanding of. Yeah. You can tell when a walk cycle is recycled, for example, literally it's called a walk cycle. You can mm -hmm. tell when one of those is done really cheap, but like, for example, like if a character is static, like, um, let's say there's a scene where someone's telling a rumor, you know what I mean? And like maybe Maki slides in and she'll like be standing still, but she slides yeah. in like, you yeah, know, and like, it's really funny. And it's really funny. Like she slides in and there's a sound effect, you know, and it's like <laughs> my, my voice is cracking like Lubega and, and, um, but the, you know, there's a sound effect and, and she, and, and that's the, the joke is they recognize yeah. like, we're going to be able to play with this. We're going to be able to play with our kind of shitty animation. So, so like, I guess the thing that, that bothers me is like people sort of like, Basically, like, when you watch a Trigger show, and my, my sort of logic with, like, Darling as well is, like, these aren't shows that you're supposed to, like, think about. They're shows that you feel. Yeah. Um, and, and so, like, I always feel really, like, like, people are missing the point, sort of, whenever they talk about, like, certain things. Like, oh, and, well, people also have gotten on the, the train of saying Gurren Lagann sucks. I, 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 ju I, I just don't feel that passionately about Gurren Lagann. I don't think it sucks or anything. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm watching, watching it, it in college now. Um, but yeah, did you like? Did you particularly? Yeah, like I'm it? liking it. I mean, I'm not done. I just got to to the second half, but like, I think the I think the finale is pretty cool, and lots of fun, and it's good action. I just I don't know. It just, that was just a story that just did not connect with me at all. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't like the story of Trigger. You like the energy. E yeah, you like and the, the action. And yeah, the, the, and, and the, the action. Yeah, yeah, like like with Little Witch Academia, you don't like the story. You like the warmth and the comedy. Um, you know, and, and this world, uh, and you like these characters, but you don't like what's actually happening in front of you, really. And that, and that's the sort of thing, like, like people watch Darling and they're like, they're, they're sort of like, why, like, it's trying to tell this big grand story. I'm like, it's, it's basically just like emotional, like overload where, where it's mm -hmm. like, it, it's, it's, it's almost just like the point of it is, is it's just all feelings. Like the logic is irrelevant. It's just all feelings. And I think people dislike that, but I'm like, fuck it. Like, I can watch it for what it is and just kind of get swept up in this, like, in, in just this, like, ex insanely heightened drama where everyone's yeah. taking things so seriously. <laughs> and, like, like their love is super serious. Their crushes are super serious. These threats are super serious. And, it, and it's just, like, everything is life or death. And I'm like, I'm like I, I can get with this. Um, in the same way that, like, Gurren Lagann is, like, Everything is absurd. Like, like, um, literally the, the logic of the show is like, just don't think about it. And that's the power that makes things work. Um, that's, that's the energy of this world is, is just not believing that there are limits. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and, and, it, and the yourself. moment, yeah, the moment you hear that, you go, okay, I'm on board. Like, I, I think, I think it's just a case of like, people really want trigger to like, they, they sort of want to, to have trigger sort of like, be more than it is in their own minds um i th some people i think i think a lot of people 
are capable and do on a daily basis just say, yeah, what I like about Trigger is that they made Inferno Cop. And they were willing to make Inferno Cop. Yeah, Inferno Cop is sick, by the way. Yeah. Go watch that. What I what I like about Trigger is that is that they made Kill a Kill and no one cared at any point in that production that it was dumb and insane and cheesy. Like mm-hmm. it it is th- that is what I think a lot of people actually like about them. But I, I unfortunately I think a lot of people do think like oh they're the saviors of anime. I hear that a lot. They're the saviors of anime, and I'm like, you're insane. I need to rewatch the Luko. I want to rewatch all of the Trigger stuff. I've seen Kill a Kill. Uh, and I want to watch the rest of it. Yeah, and I've seen Premiere. Definitely watch Luluco. I'll watch Premiere, and I will watch Brave New Brand Animal. Brand New Animal. Brand New Animal. BNA. It's BNA. BNA. I get confused with Beastars all the time. It's all furry shit. To no, me. I don't get confused. People are like, you should watch Beastars. I'm like, they look emaciated, and I hate them. Like, I they're skeletal. I, yeah, it's a little. It's just I don't know. Beastars makes me makes me feel like I don't know. They're, it's they're all weird. All mangy. Like their fur is matted, and they look gross. Yeah. Like. Like, I, I don't know, like, I, I understand that, that it's supposed to be, like, a drama, you know what I mean? But, like, I just yeah. hate the way everyone looks, I'm like, eat a burger, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> Also, the main character, the main wolf character's name is Lugosi, and that is, like, the sickest name ever. Like, Bella Lugosi. Yeah, yeah. it's like, this is dope, bro! Yeah, well, uh, well it's like, it, it takes place in a drama club, like, it's, it's weird, it, and there's a murder... And oh, but also like Legosi apparently beats the shit out of people. I was I was looking up anime, manga recommendations. I'm really into manga. People, we'll talk people about that have next asked week. Me though. to talk about B stars or watch B stars, and I'm like, nah, bro. I gotta play Splatoon some more. Nah, bro. I gotta. I gotta. <laughs> Yo, bro. You should watch. Bro, bro. You should watch B stars. It's super dark. It's super dark. Yeah. Well, I, I did watch How Seki no Kuni, which I liked, but that was super dark. And and the thing is, like, people are like, I'm so I'm sorry. Can I get the English name for this? What Land of the Lustrous? Oh, the Gem Show. Yeah, it's it's Steven Universe, but dark. <laughs> uh, and also and also not at all like Steven Universe. Nothing remotely similar to either of those shows. Um, but I watched it, and I was like, I really like this. I I was aware that it was sad and and tragic, but I like what's in front of me. And then people are like, just keep watching, man. It gets even sadder. And I was like, okay. I was like, now that you've said that, like, I don't care, you know? Like, if it's if it's going to decline, here's the thing. If it's going to decline in emotion, I want to be there to witness it, not anticipate it. Yeah, I want to, like, this is my problem with, like, Your Lie in April. Because Your Lie in April is, like, 22 episodes of Sad Hour. Yeah. Like. Or pe- people will always tell me to, like, watch A Silent Voice. And and I hear a silent voice is fantastic, but people always say like you're gonna cry. There's this one scene where she gets bullied, and it's really hard to watch. And I'm like, I don't that, that movie's watch pretty. This. That, that movie's pretty pretty nice. I'd say I watched the movie. I liked it. The, Although the problem is everyone tells me about this bullying scene, and that's the only thing I know about the movie. I mean, yeah, but like to me, that's not the scene. I, that's not the scene I think. Of. That's I mean, the yeah, scene the, people sell me on. I don't get. It. Because everyone wants to sell you on dark medium eyes. Yeah, because they, I guess because they think that I'm I'm just like them, which is sad and broken, and I can't smile at things. Let me tell you about Kingdom Hearts, Samuel. All right, go for it. All right, so I've been I've been talking to uh, somebody. Um, uh, I won't say who, but <laughs> okay. Luke, the, the, look, all, all I'm saying is there there's a video by someone who's big in the Kingdom Hearts fandom, big content creator. Uh, and, and we, we've been working on Kingdom Hearts, and if, and if our conversations, uh, are, are indicative of anything, you're gonna see a really good video about KH1 soon. 
All it's right. a really good video, and it's not by me. Uh, I might do a KH1 video someday, um, but 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 he's uh, we've been we've been talking about it, and we've just been like kind of working together since he's been trying to get a video off the ground about this for a while. And I said in a stream like, "Hey man, we're in the same you know Discord server, um, uh, you know for a couple of friends of ours. We have some mutual friends. Like, hit me up. Let's talk about KH1. Unpack that story. Like, figure out what's going on there. We can write your video." And he's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." Um, you know, and, and so we've been talking a little bit, uh, and, I, and again, I don't want to say who, because, like, first of all, like, if the video doesn't pan out, I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, get anyone's hopes up, but, like, we've been talking about it, um, and, and the thing about, like, what we've been discussing is just the fact that, like, KH1 is great because it is literally a Disney movie written by Square Enix. Like, the tenets of a Disney movie, the progression of a Disney movie, the, the sort of, like, episodic like scene by scene everything tells nature of a disney movie all of the writing techniques that work about disney films and make them such tight narratives are present in kingdom hearts uh you know and they find creative ways to like deliver uh exposition like there's a scene where where they're just being lectured about the keyblade and the darkness and who ansem is and how you know and all these things but it's done by having two hotel rooms Sora's in one of them, Donald and Goofy are in the other one, and they're being lectured by two different characters. And so we're cutting back and forth between these scenes, and it makes the exposition interesting, because we're getting, you know, and it's like, okay, yes, I'm learning, but at the same time, I'm being introduced to new characters, I'm I'm seeing something really interesting, like, there's this fun framing device to keep my attention, like, that's the shit I care about! is craft and and just things being good and like if you're like yeah man it's really dark like i'm like sure what happens and and like and i watched a movie called mary and max recently um that I, yeah we were, we were talking about this uh, yesterday you're telling me all about how you hate this indie movie yeah and i, I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast um because i just didn't really feel like doing a rant about this movie that much um but but it's it's one of these things where like the movie is clearly, like, it's not necessarily a bunch of really good decisions and really well-crafted moments. It's just, it, it is sort of like the trigger of indie movies, where you mm-hmm. watch it for the mood and for the feeling, and you will either feel something or you'll be like me, where you're annoyed. Um, and, and, and similar to Darling, you will either be kind of swept up in this this drama or you'll be annoyed. Um, you know, similar to, like, I, I know a lot of people say the same about Kill a Kill. You'll either like the action or be annoyed. And Gurren Logan, you'll either like the action or be annoyed. You'll either like the indie, the aggressive indiness of this movie, or you'll be annoyed. Because it's like, it's one of those, like, it's like the Living Wake or Submarine, where, where, like, it's just, like, the writing is, like, hyper-specific nonsense. Yeah. Where, where, like, there's an entire scene where the character goes through all the foods that he eats in a week. And he's like, on Mondays, I eat kugel. On Tuesdays, I eat knishes. And it's like, the brand of the knish, like, is very specific. And, like, um, the framing device sort of justifies it. Um, but, but it's things like, it's things like that where it's like, you either like those attention to details or you're, or you'll find it annoying. And, like, when people sell you on Mary and Max, they'll be like, man, there's this one scene. It's gonna fuck you up at the end. And I got to that scene, of course. And I was like, oh, this is exactly what I expected they would do, not because the story was heading there, but because that's what you expect from this kind of movie. Of course, this is the emotional climax. Oh, the song they use. I know this one. It's ironic. I've seen it in the movie Heathers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I have an emotional connection to the song already, so of course you used it. Because people already have a built-in sort of... Everything about that movie is like, 
here are built-in, like Darling the Franks, here are yeah. built-in things that we know people respond to emotionally. And we're just going to give them to you. And you're either going to like them or you're not. Um, and, but, and, and, and like with Kingdom Hearts, there is a difference where like the, it has to work to make you like its premise, to make you like these characters, to make you like what's going on because it's fucking weird. Um, and so it's like, okay, we need to construct this story very carefully. We need to make sure that this isn't a clash or a clusterfuck. We need to believe, you know, to make sure that these Disney characters could exist with this threat at the same time. We need to make sure that this merge works. Um, it's not free. And so I like the craft of that game. And what I like about the game is, like, that there is this, like, very clear, you can just dissect all the right choices they made to make you believe this game all day and all night long. Versus someone might sell me on KH2, like, man, those nobodies, like, they're so tragic. They have no hearts. It's really sad. I think I have a, a real problem. Because I know you mentioned where you're like, Oh, it's so dark, and like you hate when people recommend that stuff. I I really hate when someone's like, "Oh, bro, there's this one scene." It's like you're not gonna sell me on a whole show, yeah, just by or one a whole scene. movie by one scene. Yeah, people people always tell me about like BoJack Horseman. Man, there's this one scene, season three, episode eleven, and I'm just like. I'm like, great, I have to get there, like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were just talking about, like, we just had a whole 20-minute rant about scenes for 13 Reasons Why. Like, I would never recommend you watch the entirety of season one just so you can watch Hannah Baker fucking off herself. It's funny that you thought that was only 20 minutes. That, it I, was like 30. It was 30, it was 30. yeah, that was 30 minutes. Uh, but but it's it's one of these things where, like, like you, you don't, yeah, you don't want to watch... When people sell me on something dark, we talk about that, uh, oh, you're gonna love this one scene. Like... The thing about selling someone on something is you have to sell the appeal of it. Of, of the whole thing. Of the whole thing. Like, like when I try to recommend to people MGS5, I prime their expectations. I say, mm. you're not going to get a great story. There are good themes, but they're out of focus. The gameplay gets a little repetitive, so experiment, and, and the game will be fun for longer. Like, you, you prime them. If something is good, you know what I mean? Like, I love Splatoon. And I could yeah. say, you know, I could say, oh, MGS5, amazing gameplay, like, great systems. This, 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 and this you should watch out for. Oh, Splatoon, mm -hmm. great game, you know, all these great things. This, 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 and this is why it's kind of, a, you know, not a very great competitive online game. Uh, yeah. It's good for, like, a drop-in, drop-out kind of session, but but if you're really big about certain things, this, 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 and this is wrong. You prime people's expectations. Um, and if you genuinely think something is perfect... Do it. Yeah. Stand by it. I'm a big fan of people stand standing by, by their it. opinions. Yeah. Like, stand, stand by it, but, like... You gotta, when you say something is perfect, like, give me the rundown of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, list off all the all the reasons that, like, whatever appeals to you appeals to you. When I talk about Ocarina of Time, I'm always like, those dungeons, they're the right length, like, that story, everything ties into each other. Like, those are the elements. Like, I make the game sound clean. That's, to me, that's the appeal of it, is that is a very clean experience. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of how I talk about, like, I mean, I think a perfect example for me is, like, Remnant. Obviously, Remnant is a game I don't think is a 10 out of 10. But I think it's a 9 out of 10. Like, I think it's very excellent. Yeah. And that's a game I have to sell people on because not a lot of people have heard of it. Yeah. Or if they've heard of it very vaguely in passing. Yeah, and, and people generally, I think, didn't take to it that well. I think it was considered... Yeah, not, not really. I, and I basically say, I'm like, it is... The whole gameplay is Resident Evil 4, gun combat meets Dark Souls. Yeah. And everything that the game does, that's... Oh, like, the game takes all the right elements from the Dark Souls formula... 
and it changes what needs to be changed because I have a huge issue with games that just ape Dark Souls. Like the shit. Surge, yeah. I, or, I I can't really say the Surge. Perfect example. Uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order is a great example. Yeah. Jedi Fallen Order apes a bunch of shit from Dark Souls, but doesn't understand exactly why the mechanics of Dark Souls are the way they are. Like, it doesn't understand why they tie into each other. It's like, well, we gotta have bon, we gotta have bonfire shit that resets the enemies. It's like, no, there's like contextual reason for that, for the way bonfires work, and there's like a story behind it, and there's all this shit, and it works because of a very specific reason. Mechanically, the idea is that resting and abusing the rest is going to reset your progress. So you actually have to do one clean run. Exactly. Where in like, in, and it's like, Jedi is like, oh, we're going to make it super hard, but like, we're going to have difficulty mode. So the game's not balanced for the hard mode. So I don't really know ex exactly how they expect you to play because the big difficulty, the Jedi Grandmaster difficulty is like actually like stupid hard. Like, as in, an, like, the first boss enemy has, like, this little quick, like, bitch slap that it does that takes all your health. Yeah. It's stupid. Well, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I was recently playing Kingdom Hearts 1 at level 1. I've been doing it a couple times to, like... Because that's, that's one of those things where I'm like, I want to be able to say I'm really good at Kingdom Hearts at level 1. Because, mm -hmm. like, I, you know, I fumbled through it. I, I beat it in 9 hours, which is not an awful time. Um, But, like, I want to be able to say, like, yeah, man, I am good at that shit. Um, Just as bragging rights. And, like, it's one of those things where, like, the, the esoteric mechanics that make level one work are not told to you at all. So it's kind of fucking frustrating if you don't know about the tricks. Like, yeah. like you have what's called second chance, which is if your HP is full and you get hit, you cannot be killed in a single hit. Oh, okay. You will always be taken down. So, like, for example, like, if you cast Cure, but you only have a certain amount of MP, um, and you're using... At, at the base level, Cure will always take your HP up to max. Uh, but there is a an upgrade that I use to get an extra MP bar. Um, but when I do that, it also gives me three extra HP. Um, and I can't refill my HP to max with that MP there. Or with that thing there. So you have to cast Cure twice or you die in one hit after your Cure. Mm. And, it's like, okay. and it's like that's not communicated to you. You have to kind of observe it or have it told to you. Or, like, when you use a finisher after something, and then you cast magic, it maintains the damage of the last attack you did. Um, so it deals extra damage if it's following a physical combo's end. Uh, oh, okay. And it's like, okay, that makes this really fair and balanced. I wish someone told me that. Yeah, it's kind of very similar to my experience when I did a soul level one run of uh, Dark Souls 3. Where I, I followed a guide for that, where it was basically like, hey, here's how you can get through the game and have, like, a relatively decent time doing it. And I followed that guide. Uh, it's the Yamfa guide, for anyone who's curious. Made the run relatively painless to to actually do. Yeah. Just like, just don't get hit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's good to know those things or have those things primed for you. Because if you don't, it's just not going to be as pleasant. It, invisible mechanics are not fun. Yeah. And it's like, and it's cool to like, I mean, I know we were talking about earlier. It's cool to play like Pac-Man Championship Edition and pick up on like how, hey, like, if you, because in Pac-Man, if you hold the direction down, Pac-Man will automatically go there. However, in Championship Edition, if you hold the direction down against the wall, he's going to slow down. Yeah, and it's like really minor, but... That's not an invisible mechanic, because it's, it's I mean, it is, theoretically speaking, but it's not fucking essential. You know what I mean? It's... Yeah, it's essential at what I play. Yeah. It's essential in that my play. But if someone picks up that game for the first time, they're not even going to even know how the ghost train system works. It's all shit you just pick up. Yeah. Um, where it's it's not fun and say, like, God, again, God Hand we brought up earlier, where it's like, 
you have these free moves that the game just doesn't bother to tell you about. Yeah, like, th- those are things that, like, you, you need to sell people on certain aspects of something. Um, like, like, for example, if someone is like, I went through Kingdom Hearts level one, and it wasn't that bad, you should try it. Okay, cool. I would try it, and I would be like, this shit fucking sucks. Why would you do this to me? Yeah. This makes no- I can't beat this. <laughs> and then they would be like, oh, well, I forgot to tell you this, 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 and this. You need these tips. Um... Like, like, for example, like, did you know that you can use stop on all the dis- STOP! STOP! (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, you beat me, you beat me to it, you beat me to it. Did you know you can use stop on all the Disney bosses? Like, yeah, you know, you can use that on on the bosses and, and loop them to death, and that's fun to do because it's an exploit you normally wouldn't need to do necessarily, and you don't have to, but it makes these fights really easier than you would if you just, like, had to survive for three straight minutes and just beat them yeah. down slowly, but it's still difficult because if you screw up, you're dead. And that's that's kind of the fun of it. Like, knowing that trick makes the run more fun than me just being like, all right, I guess I'm going to go into this room and hit them again until they're dead. You, you want to... Know, knowing things in advance about a work, knowing what to look out for, knowing what to expect, helps a lot. And that's why you have fucking demos. Like, that's why you have people say, hey, in Final Fantasy VII Remake... The first fucking feature we're going to show off is the ATV bar. You should be aware of it, because it's the core mechanic. Mm-hmm. This game is going to function around your ATV bar and materia, and we're going to explain all of those things to you. And if you don't like them, well, that's not my fucking fault, because I told you they're in the game. Like, it, it would be different if, you know, if if someone was like, yeah, Final Fantasy VII, the best action game ever made, and you played it, and you're like, why can't I do anything? I just mashed square. Why aren't I doing anything? It's like, oh, you need to spend those blue bars down there. It's like, what? You didn't tell me that. I mean, the game explains this to you, but like, if you sold someone on 7R as an action game, they wouldn't like it. You have to sell them on it as what it is, which is an ARPG. If you sold me on something because it's dark, as we talk about a billion times, what's the content? Uh, yeah, so, so like, like, what I, I always say about Trigger is like, like, they're they're selling you on the emotional aspects of the show. When you describe Kill a Kill, you're like, man, the action's great and it's really hype. You don't go, also, the story is really emotional and care about everyone. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah. nah. Like, yeah, like, if, if someone's like, you're, you're really gonna, you're gonna cry. Like, kill a kill. I'm like, really? Nah, you're, you're not gonna cry. No no, te- no tears of sadness. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, maybe, maybe you'll get hype. I, I have been hyped to the point where I like started tearing up twice in my life, and that was insane both times. I I'm not gonna lie, I uh, I always get teary eyed whenever I hear the uh, the Smash Bros Melee opening. Whenever I watch that opening, oh me cinematic. too, yeah, especially when the when Sheik is playing the harp, you know that like chorus. Yeah, it's great, and then it's, and then the song gets fucking all super hype. Yeah, it's just, like oh, credit. Yeah, yeah, it's so fucking good. Like that is my favorite piece of like game content ever I fucking it probably is my opening. favorite opening to any game i would it's yeah, yeah. it's the, oh 100 it's my favorite opening cinematic i don't even think there's anything that comes fucking close ladies and gentlemen that's been our show episode 10 i we made it to the double digits you said we weren't gonna do it but here we no, are no i thought we would give up very quickly I haven't missed no, no 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 sorry i thought i'd give up very quickly <laughs> All it takes is for Miles to put in no money, no, <laughs> no editing, effort. no effort. <laughs> if I have to do the work, I don't want to do it. Like, I do the work on things that, that are only done by me. That's about it. Um, if I collaborate on something with someone, I do the least work. 
But Miles, you work in a medium which requires extensive collaboration. Yeah, and when the time comes where I have to do something, I will do the least amount of work necessary. No. Um the the thing is like when I am doing a project and when I'm helming a project, I will do everything in my power to make it happen. When only one person depends on me, I'm like, eh, eh, eh I can let them down. When ten people depend on me, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do just enough. I'm gonna do just enough. And I always do just enough. And this is why Miles will never edit this show, because some shit's gonna happen, or I say some sus shit like I probably did this week. Yeah, no, I'm, there's, we're gonna. And we're he's gonna, gonna leave edit. it all in. We're gonna heavily have to edit this one. <laughs> gonna have, there's gonna be some stuff. If you want to be a true crackhead, head on down to twitter.com at mucuscrackhouse. Miles, any last words for the people? <laughs> Stop recommending me things. You're all bad at it. Stop recommending me shit. Only recommend him dark media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure when you tell me to watch something, you, you, you emphasize how fucking dark it is. Like Shadow the Hedgehog. Like, uh, like 13, like 13 Reasons, Reasons Why. Why. Yeah. Like Coconut Fred. Good night, everyone. <laughs> When she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, Salem though with my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five.